Hi, everybody. You're listening to Coffee Talk at the Castle with your host, Alyssa. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 20 of Coffee Talk at the Castle. Uh, Today, we will be talking almost like a tribute and a farewell to Disney stores. Now, I know not all the Disney stores are closed, but a good chunk of them are. So I just thought we'd kind of, you know, pay tribute, pay honor to the stores that are closing. All the cast members who have spent so much time trying to make our experiences magical outside of the park in those Disney stores. And yeah, with that being said, let's go ahead and talk about a little bit of Disney news that happened this week. So uh, tickets went on sale for Disneyland's merriest celebration for Christmas. I think there was a few nights that have already sold out, but a lot of people are very excited for the holiday celebration. There are so many festivities that have already been announced, and to be honest, it just makes me more excited for Christmas. Even if I know I'm not going to go to those special ticketed events, I just know Christmas is almost here. And I think this last week there was a countdown that said it was like 100 days away, and I'm like, yes, I can't wait, so excited. But anyways, <laughs> the other thing that was exciting was, again, more holiday news and that was Disney World announced that they will be bringing back the candlelight vigil which I'm super excited now I didn't um read maybe I read it too fast I didn't get clarity on if they said anything about Disneyland yet but I did did know that Disney World said that it would have it in their theater in the um American showcase pavilion over in Epcot so super excited to hear that that's coming back I've said in my prior episodes how that really is a majestic thing to watch. So if you are over in Epcot this holiday season, when one of those shows is playing, be sure to just step on by and really enjoy it. You know, have a cup of hot cocoa or something warm, you know, get get a tea over in China and then enjoy the candlelight vigil. It's it's a very special time and it really does set a precedent for the holidays. Now we'll go ahead and dive into this little episode. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be as long as all the other episodes I do, but like I said, I think it warranted an episode for it. There are over 30 years of Disney Store magic, and I know for me, so I live in the Central Valley in California, so normally it's about four and a half to five and a half hours to get to Disneyland, so definitely having a store in my hometown was always nice, as well as I do have, you know, Gilroy outlets I could drive to. However, it is nice to be just a few minutes away from a Disney store, or at least <laughs> used to be, because mine closed on September 15th, as did I know a lot of other stores, some of them had the July date. But um, before we get into the actual closures, why don't we start from the beginning, which was the first store in Glendale Galleria in California in 1987. And of course, that store did have a really sad closure in July 14th of this year. It was just one of those things where it was the iconic shop, and yes, it did move locations throughout its lifetime, but it was one of those kind of gut blows to the gut because you're just like, oh, this is where you started and you're shutting down. Now, um, there's been a a upward trend for Disney uh, stores. Like I said, they opened our first one at the Galleria in 87. 
at the peak of Disney stores. That was actually in 1997. So it took them 10 years to start increasing their stores. At the peak, there were 749 Disney stores. How crazy is that? And in my, I have a a business degree. So when I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking about how that was their peak and this whole time they've been declining, there's a I'm not necessarily declining in sale, but just declining in physical stores. Well, yeah, that makes sense because there was a large online presence. And with that comes the fact that online shopping actually started in 96 is when they had a Disney store online. So again, peak 97, online introduced in 96. So it kind of was around the same timeline. And you can kind of see if you charted those two's progress on the same graph. Yes, I am involving math here and analytics and all that. You can just see the downward trend of the physical stores while the they're pushing the upward trend of the online store. And I was just talking to my husband about um, a, it's just a lot of people do do online sh- shopping with, I'm going to preface this, regular merchandise stores because I don't believe Disney is a regular merchandise store. In fact, they have their own model is re- retail entertainment is the model that they go to. So in my mind, that also makes me feel like you guys are a different store. You're not just like regular stores. So following the same model of a normal retail store is not necessarily going to work or profit you the most amount of money. Now, um, why I'm saying this is because it's bittersweet for all those people who are not close to Disney, who do not have the funds to go to Disney on a regular basis. So that Disney store in their neighborhood or maybe a few hours away that they would do a special weekend trip or day trip for is no longer a possibility. And, um, on top of that, people in Europe, Europe, there's no more stores available. And those people to the north of us, I feel so horrible because um, there's something I'm going to be talking about, obviously, the partnership with Target. However, in Canada, not only are the Disney stores shutting down, but Targets are actually backing away because Targets aren't as popular in Canada. So not only are they not going to have a Disney store, they are also not going to have the Disney stores that are going to be featured in Target, or some of them, obviously, we already have some of those in the States. So their only choice to get a little bit of the magic is going to pay the extra shipping charge because they have, of course, in Canada. So that's really sad and kind of depressing. And again, it takes away that magic. It's not just like going to Old Navy or going to a Marshall's or, you know, just a regular Macy's, like shopping online or shopping in stores. This is Disney. It brings a whole nother experience with it. Now, I mentioned about the whole Target thing. This was actually first introduced, of course, at a D23 conference in 2019 where Disney was partnering up with Target. Now, I have seen some of the um, Disney departments in Target, you know, whether it's over in Florida or in down south in California. And I know there's several different other states that do have them. Currently, there's actually over 50 stores that do already have the Disney stores in them. Disney and Target came out, though, with the news that they would be expanding those more stores to have more of a Disney presence. And obviously, this makes sense since they are taking down their traditional brick and mortar stores in so many locations. So um, Target announced that by the end of 2021, 
one. And actually, the goal is before holiday season, they will be adding more than 110 stores. So by the end of it, it or um, by the end of it, it'll be about 160 stores that'll have that special Disney department. Now, this isn't the first store that's partnered up with Disney. Of course, um, as some of you may know, JCPenney's actually has its own Disney department. Um, since 2012, believe it or not, there's been around 500 stores that have those specialty places in them. And I know like Kohl's will have, of course, the Disney line. But yeah, I've my JCPenney's is a little bit sad in some areas. And I don't know how normal JCPenney's look. But uh, <laughs> my Disney area is definitely sad. A lot of kids, you can tell, try on like the shoes and the shoes are never new, even though you're buying them new at a store. And there's always out of stock. The department's kind of in disarray. So I know Target's not necessarily like that. But um, I feel like the partnership with JCPenney's definitely doesn't have it hasn't done its justice for Disney. And because there's such a high level of expectation for Disney, whether it's the look, the organization, just the products you're carrying, I feel like JCPenney just did not hit that marker. And hopefully this new relationship with Target will really bring more joy. And I've heard rumors that my hometown is going to get one of those Disney department add-ons for Target. So I'm really hoping that is true, and I'm really excited to see which one because, again, this is all rumor, but the rumor is it's supposed to be the one next to me. So really, really excited about that, and um, I guess we'll just know before this holiday season is up. I'm sure some news coverage will cover it up once they start making the transition for sure. <sighs> okay, so with all that, I would like to just pay a little homage to my home store, Um of course, Disney went through a big, I would say, just facelift of how they did things with the traditional dark, deep navy, more accents of gold, you know, a little bit more professional. But the Disney store I remember is that, you know, kind of salmon color, pink, aquamarine, soft blue colors scheme with the... Um, black and white Mickey film strips as decoration. And then you had those crazy big, large glass display in the front that were always curved to go, you know, face towards the store. And I feel like Disney was always great with their displays too. I remember being as a kid walking through the mall and there weren't many stores that I was excited to go to. I didn't really like to shop as a kid, even as a younger girl, it was not really a fun experience for me. But seeing that Disney store always brought a smile to my face, and I knew that I would always find some type of excitement going into that store. It didn't mean I need to buy anything. I just knew the whole ambiance there, um, even as a kid, was enjoyable, and I just felt comforted. And um, I grew up, like I've said in past podcasts, going to Disney, and so going to the Disney store really helped bridge the gap of when I was going to it or the years that I couldn't have a pass hold. I wasn't a pass holder. Um, being able to even just walk by the Disney store reminded me of like, there's magic everywhere and you don't need to be in a Disney park to make that magic. So, um, yeah, got a little, uh, misty eyed with that moment, but, um, having those Disney stores, I think was just, again, a big part of people who could not go to the parks whether it was financially, time-wise, or they just could not get away, um, was definitely a way to bridge the gap and to help spread that magic. 
So it it is really a sad sad day to have so many stores that are closing. And actually, um, the number that I've read is there will only be 25 stores left. So um, yeah, that's that's a little bit sad. And um, I will say I've docked Disney stores in the past because, A, I'm just like, oh, why buy at a Disney store if I travel at Dis- to Disneyland so much, um, especially if I wasn't getting the discount. So I think there is some overlap to where if you're going to go to all online sales for the most part, um, I think it, there's room for change for the online shop Disney store. And I think definitely a pass holder discount is necessary to help kind of um, lessen the blow. There's been a lot of changes this year. Um, It's a lot of new price increases, a lot of new activities that cost more money. So I think giving the uh, respect that pass holders and longtime Disney fans have been there with Disney throughout all these changes, I think giving them the ability to have that pass holder discount online, or at least Windows, I know D23, you have like a special holiday window that they'll give you a percentage off. Um, I think even Disney World has, during COVID at least, they had gotten a certain percentage off online. So I'm not quite seeing the disconnect of why we can't get something, even just like a free shipping, because I think right now they only have the free shipping sales or the free shipping if you spend over $75. So that's a little bit disappointing when especially all these stores are going away. So I hope to see some changes with that. Um, I mean, they're not paying rent or nearly as many employees in these physical stores, as well as the electricity bills, as well as stocking bills, whether it's bringing inventory there or having stock that just sits so they have to ship it somewhere else. Yes, this is all my business mindset thinking. So I'm hoping that Disney will give us a little bit of a break. But given all the things that have happened, all the announcements that have happened in the last like six weeks, I don't see that break anytime soon, at least. Um, The other cool thing that Disney stores were known for. There's a few fun things, but one of them was that they would hold special events. Now, whether it was for new movies like Frozen 2 and Onward or some of the newer events that they had at their stores, they had Easter egg hunts, they had dance parties, trivia nights. They were always great with involving a great range of ages, getting them um, just motivated, whether it was activity pamphlets or, like I said, dancing, trivia. There was always something going on and um, Um, especially at the end, of course, there was really limited events. So you'd have to sign up online. But they were fun. And I'm glad that my girls got to go to at least one of them, which was the Frozen 2 event, which was um, the November of 2019. So that was at least exciting for my to see for my girls. And I can't remember or not, if they had special events when I was younger or what it was, but at least my girls got to experience it. Another fun thing that happened with Disney, um, and of course they've morphed it now, is the opening ceremony keys. So that actually started in 2010. And if you don't know what I mean by opening ceremony keys, I don't mean like the magic keys that are the annual passes now. I mean the physical plastic keys. Um, You may have seen these. These are definitely collector's items. They do now have key pins that um, are identical to the plastic key. But it started as a very unique thing. Every opening ceremony for a new Disney store, there was a collectible, um, like I said, 
type of new one-of-a-kind design for that store plastic key um and when the store would open they would normally take the first person in line or some people did get snubbed and it was the first kid in line and and they were able to get the key and then quote open the store and open to the magic so that is definitely um a fun experience that is i hope they'll be able to somehow i don't know morph it into maybe the first person who rides the ride for the public. I don't know, because now we're doing all these boarding groups. So it's kind of an interesting thing. Or maybe they'll do it as like the the hundredth person to ride the new ride. Or I don't know, that would be a really cool thing to pass on a new transit uh, tradition to pass on though. Um, also, what I wanted to say about these keys now, uh, you can see them online, especially at Shop Disney. I haven't paid too much attention in the park, whether or not they're there, because they're not really my cup of tea. I'm not one for collecting pins or collecting most things. Mugs is a different story. <laughs> but um, with the keys itself, they do a lot of uh, themed packs now that you can find online. Like I said, I'll try to link some on my Instagram page, Coffee Talk at the Castle. But yeah, those are very interesting. Um, they throw them in normally as a promo, like the first X amount of people to buy in this new collection will get a free uh, a free key or they're celebrating an anniversary. So on Shop Disney, if you're buying something of a certain dollar amount, they'll throw in the key for free. So um, it's definitely been more of a promo item they've been able to do for Shop Disney nowadays because obviously they're not doing these opening ceremonies. So they have uh, character theme pins. I think they've had some ride theme pins. Like I've seen Haunted Mansion pins, I think, re- recently or um, sorry, the keys. And of course the keys come with matching pins. So that's why I was saying pins. But anyways, yeah, that was another, a fun, fun thing that they did and fun tradition that they started that I'm hoping they'll be able to, um, kind of adapt into more of a special thing over in the parks too, since there won't have that store opening, anything like that. Um, on that note, I kind of find myself analyzing reasons of why Disney would do a massive shutdown and um, affect so many people so quickly. And it goes back to Disney is a business at the end of the day. And these are hard decisions to make, but they are decisions that need to be made. So unfortunately, this is a decision that was made to shut down all these stores. And I am sad for not just um, myself, as well as many other customers, or should I say guest members, but the cast members who helped us so much throughout all these years, all you know, 30 plus years of the stores being opened. I thank you. I thank the cast members who, even if you were there just for a holiday special, I thank you for making our day a little bit more magical by walking through those doors and... Um, yeah, I just really hope for great things for you and whether it's more things with Disney or just a new season in life. Cheers to that. And I appreciate the time that you put in with Disney and the effort that you did. And on that note, um, sorry, you guys, I didn't think it was going to get so uh, emotional or just sad. But um, on that note, I think we should go ahead and end this episode of uh, Coffee Talk at the Castle. I appreciate all of you guys tuning in and I would love to hear if you had any special stories with Disney stores, magical moments, please feel free to share them. Um, I'll be sure to share them up on my Instagram, uh, coffee talk at the castle, 
feel free to email those stories as well. Coffee talk at the castle at gmail.com. Thank you again for tuning in. And next week, I'll give you a little hint. I'll, um, we're going to be talking about sponsored rides. So um, we had a listener message me about how they would love to know more about sponsored rides in Disneyland. And of course, I'll do some Disney World and um, who was sponsoring them, what rides, and kind of the fallout. Why did it kind of not, you know, why is it not there anymore? So we'll be diving into that next week. But um, yeah, so tune in to Friday's new episodes. And thank you so much. Have a great week. 